Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm one of your hosts, Judd, and my co-host. This is me. I'm Teresa. We are the dynamic duo coming to you every week. Cool. So, uh, happy anniversary. Congratulations. 20 years, man. That is a long time for anybody. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been great. It's been a nice day. Man. So, what'd you do? Well, you know what? Because of this pesky little thing called life and work, we uh, we met for lunch, which was kind of nice because he's working a little bit later tonight, and uh, we just had a nice lunch. Tomorrow we're headed to Las Vegas for a convention, but we'll celebrate more while we're on the road and up there. So yeah, so we'll, we're going to have a great weekend. It's going to be a ton of fun. Cool. You, you know me. I can't celebrate just one day and time. It has to be spread out over several dates. <laughs> I can totally understand that. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> and twenty years that takes a long time to celebrate. You can't just do that in one day. Absolutely, um, you know, especially yeah, you know, twenty years is a long time. And to just say okay, uh, one meal and congratulations, just yeah, that doesn't cover it. You know, exactly. We need to, to elongate that, and we jokingly said, mm-hmm. you know, we're driving to Vegas tomorrow. Maybe we should just renew our vows somewhere with Elvis, but I doubt that we will do that, but we'll do something fun. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of places where you can walk in and do it with Elvis, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't worry, they'll stream it over the internet for you. Well, oh, hey, that'd be fun. They'll, Put that up on the website. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll do all sorts of crazy things that you'll maybe regret later. <laughs> yeah, so next week's show should be interesting because I'll have a Vegas report, We've got our um, our big annual Mardi Gras Halloween party that we're going to this weekend. So, yeah, there will be uh, there's a lot of stuff on our dance card. So we'll have lots to talk about next week too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about you, my friend? How are you? Oh, doing good. Lots of work lately. Yeah. It was a rotten day though. I just kind of felt like blah at work. You ever, do you ever have those days where you just don't want to? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't, can't explain it. I mean, I had gotten a lot of stuff done, but it was just like I didn't. Sometimes you just don't feel like you want to be there. I, I don't know. That was me. That was me today. And I'm rarely like that, believe it or not. I go in, I kind of have my thing I like to do and talk to people, but I don't know. Maybe Maybe it was because when I was checking social networks that, Everything seems dead to me on all the social networks right now. Oh, nobody's doing anything fun, or just nobody's posting at all. It seems like oh, just seems like it's really quiet. Interesting. It's midweek, so maybe people are in a lull. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Any epidemics going around? Any flus? Any? I, I have heard that people are have been getting sick lately, but that's not an excuse. And then you get a million posts of, oh, I've got the sniffles, I don't feel good, all those posts. So usually you get updates on those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, your your uh, Twitter and my Facebook will probably blow up this weekend because Lord knows if I add alcohol, I instantly become more socially networked. Oh, so. well, there you go. <laughs> 
You know, and I wonder though if people have uh, hidden my status updates because I update too often. There's no way to know. <laughs> That's true. You never know if somebody has blocked you, right? Well, not blocked. You'll know. You kind of know if you've been blocked, but if you know, you can hit that X and they'll say, "Don't show this person's status anymore." <laughs> I would hope not. I hope not. But but I will tell you, I have a person on my list, and you know, I removed the person as my friend. Okay. And then I brought her back recently because we're uh, we share a uh, a community club type thing. Okay. And but she posts a lot of religious posts mm. and so uh, you know okay for all of you guys out there who are you know religious minded that is awesome for you i yep. am very happy that you have um a close relationship with god and, right. th and that is awesome however um you know once a week is 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 great to proclaim it but multiple times a day and that's sucking up my space i just feel a little overly preached to right and you know okay i, I get it but you don't have to do it that much so th then then i want to hide you <laughs> yeah just because I, I like you said i'm all for you and your love of the lord that's awesome but it doesn't necessarily a i don't think uh the lord appreciates facebook you know what i mean so <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're all supposed to spread the word, but probably in a different way, not via Facebook. So I think that, not that it's sacrilege, but it's sort of like, you know, God is my co-pilot bumper stickers. I really don't think Jesus was trying to communicate with bumper stickers. Oh, so. right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 let me, I got to read you one. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, they're not bad, but they're just, you right. know, I mean, like, like okay. This was the, the latest one. That This is the current status. A good song to have on my mind. It's all about you. Jesus. And all this is for you. For your glory and your fame. It is not about me. As if you should do things my way. For you alone are God. And I surrender to your ways. Or name. La la la. Oh boy. <laughs> And then, and then the status before that was a psalm, and then before that was something else. So, hey, wait, does anybody respond to that? Are there any oh, comments yeah. about that? That's oh, oh, okay. So there's like three likes and five comments, and one of my comments was, "Hey, you missed our meeting." <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what does jesus think of absences huh? i know <laughs> i know uh, but you know it's it's almost like people like want to post something and they don't know what to post right so then so, for a lack of posting they post that and and i think they feel like somehow it's going to make them look like a bigger better person maybe or uh, you know i'm just they, not you know, sure they, yeah I just kind of think that that's what they believe. That's what they're into, and it works for them. I've actually met people who, and recently a person who said, you know, well, whatever God decides for me, that's what will happen to me. She was kind of faced with a dilemma, and, 
and she wasn't she was not actively going to pursue a solution to her problem she was just going to wait and see how it turned out because that's what god wanted mm-hmm. and i thought wow how how would anyone live their life that way if if i waited for things to happen for me i just don't think anything would i mean it feels like everything i have in life it's because i did actively did right and wrong so i can't imagine just leaving it you know what just shrugging my shoulders and leaving it up to God. I don't know. Yeah. Have you heard of this thing called the Amazing Meeting? No. It happens in Vegas, and there's okay. this guy named James Randy. Alrighty. And he's like with uh, Penn and Teller. Okay. So if you listen to those guys and see their show, he uh, uh-huh. he's a big skeptic. In fact, he okay. Uh, he he he's debunked a whole bunch of spiritualists and people who claim that they can talk to ghosts and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So that. Um, but anyways, they have this meeting in Las Vegas once a year, and it's called the Amazing <laughs> Meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and the one guy from the MythBusters, the redhead guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He shows up, and there's just all these people. Uh, it's all skeptics and stuff like that. So, Oh, I'll have yeah. to check that out. That sounds like a, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Although, I kind of believe in clairvoyance and people with intuition and psychic abilities. I kind of believe in that, but, you know, I'm sure... But you want I'm evidence. Sure a lot of it phony, but... But you want evidence, right? I mean, you don't just take it for face value that if someone says something that... It's the real deal. Right, most definitely. And some of these people that are on TV, you know, that, that literally make a living by impressing people by making good guesses about them, you know, I, I get that that's not for real. Mm-hmm. But I do think certain people have certain gifts when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And completely taboo, I'm all about, like, not all about, but I I own a deck of tarot cards. I think it's interesting. I think there's a reason when you pull something out of a deck that it turns, it, it is what it is for a certain reason. I know it's kind of weird and creepy, but that's just me. No, it ain't weird and creepy. Can you read tarot cards? Um, yes and no. I've, I have a deck that I can sort of read, uh-huh. but I, I wouldn't want to read it for somebody else for fear I would do it wrong. But for myself, I can kind of discern them and I always have the handbook to kind of guide me through what each card really means. So w- which deck of tarot cards do you have? What's the design? I- um, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. It has Renaissance designs on it, so... Is it the Rider deck? The classic... No, I don't have the Rider deck. No, I have a different one. And then I was given the gift of a different deck that, um... Here again, I don't remember the name of it. But the images, it, each card is like a collage, and the images are really, really interesting. So, so you can get from the card what the meaning of the card is just by looking at these visual cues, and then... It's usually nine times out of ten, something in that card will speak to the issue that I'm having. D- dare I tell you the truth? I have okay. three decks of tarot cards. Okay, <laughs> see, now I don't feel so crazy. <laughs> no, you ain't crazy. In yeah. fact, I, one of my decks is a uh, deck that tells you what they mean when you read oh, them. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. And, and right. it's, it, what's funny to me is when you go to like a fair or one of those places and they have a tarot card reader there. And they're going to read your fortune for you. And I'm thinking, you know, these guys are nuts. 
<laughs> no. I think it all kind of depends on the person. I, you know, randomly within my extended family, right. I have several people that are fairly clairvoyant. Okay, so they um, and and have been right about a lot of things for other people. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily right about things for me, but I do understand the closer to you are to someone, the harder it is to read for that person. So I don't ever expect good or great from them because it's it's harder to do it's like you can't pick your own lottery numbers that uh, kind of thing so so um well, I, I think i'm sorry go ahead no i was gonna say i think that that it just sort of depends on who the person is and and i've had readings from people that i that i enjoy and like and i think they're kind of right on and then people strangers that i'm like you have no idea what you're talking about kind of thing so mm-hmm. my experience having cards read for me before was that they put out the cards and it's almost as if they don't really care. It could be a past, present, future uh, layout, or it could be a Celtic uh-huh. cross, or whatever the heck it is. And then they don't even read the cards. They just flip them over and then just tell you stuff. And they don't yeah. even they don't even follow the you know the standard. They're just like, okay, I they flip all the cards over. They don't do it. You know, they they don't tell you exactly what the card means as far as like this is past. They'll just say, uh-huh. okay, I flipped this one over. Okay, this means that there's something happening in your life, blah, blah, blah. And right. it, you feel like there's no attachment to the structure of the read. Exactly. Yeah, there's a real formula to a reading. And, and it's not just, let me talk to you for 20 minutes about what I think is going on. It's, no, this is what the cards say. Right, and that's what yeah. I'm getting at, is that the cards just are a tool to make you think that there's some sort of thing going on when really they're just talking to you exactly they're not yeah they're definitely just fishing for answers from your replies to or mm-hmm. fishing for more questions from your replies Do so you, i i'm guessing that, or I, I i kind of feel there's a j person or maybe it's a yes. m person j or m no how about a, a an e yeah. person No. Okay, so now you're going to put this into your universe, and okay. you're going to actively uh-huh. say, I'm going to find some playing cards, and I'll bet you money within this year you will find at least one random playing card laying on the ground. Wow, okay. And I have done this for the last, I don't know, probably five years, and collected probably 20 cards. Oh, and cool. so I feel like when those cards, like most of the time I'll find them, Lately, I'll find them on a run or whatever. Just one playing card on the sidewalk of a suburban street. You know, I'm not in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And you take the card home, you read about it, and generally it has something to do with your life at that moment. And and literally, January through, I don't know, maybe it was March this year, I probably found 10. And it was the most, it's just interesting. Because who thinks of finding just a playing card laying on the ground? And you'd be surprised. Open it up in your mind, and I bet you'll find one. Now, when you look at a playing card, you relate those to a tarot deck. Yeah, apparently you 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 know you can you can and um, they have interpretations that equivalent out to the tarot. Like I would think that you know because it's really if you look at the deck of tarot cards, it is a regular deck of cards plus an extra set of special cards. That's all exactly. it really is. Yep. So there is a correlation there. 
So really, yeah, regular cards are tarot cards. They are oh, most definitely. Well, they're the work of the devil, of course. Devil. <laughs> Which and this is very appropriate, being that Halloween is around the corner. So That's this is true. Great, great stuff. <laughs> yeah. So open your mind to that. I bet. I bet you money you're going to find some playing cards. See, now I'm a, although I'm a skeptic. See, the the word skeptic is different than the word non-believer. Sure. You know, it just means show me. <laughs> yes, exactly. If it doesn't really relate to me, then I'm not necessarily going to believe it. But when it happens to me. By golly, I'll believe it. Well, you know what? I'll believe it if an, an accepted authority under scientific conditions says, okay, it's the real deal. <laughs> you know? And it's hard to get those conditions when people are telling you uh, about your, you know, future, your love life, or whatever it is that you're reading is. Well, that guy James Randi offered a million-dollar challenge to anyone who could prove their psychic abilities and stuff like that. And he went aggressively after Sylvia Brown, who would not take him up on the challenge. Interesting. Yeah. And she's that she's the exact example of the person who just asks questions that lead you down a path that get you to tell her uh -huh. without telling her what she's going to tell you kind of thing, you know? So some people really believe in her. I, I don't see it, especially... I especially think that when you do that or use a gift that you have for profit or gain, you're probably going to lose the gift. Yeah. Which I, is a bummer for people who may have a good heart about it, but it seems like they never really stay good-hearted about it. Yeah. There's some really wacky things. <laughs> yeah. And for my birthday this year, I got my numerology report because, of course, you know, you get uh, – in my family, that's what you get on your birthday is your numerology for the year. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, the last few years, they've been remarkably on. And so this year was all about change and, shockingly, fertility. So that kind of scared me when I saw that. But I, but it also said, like, giving birth to an idea or giving birth to a new um, hmm. job or something. So I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe our radio show is going to – be burst out into the universe now. <laughs> you just don't know. You, you never know. Never so, know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I'll have to send you your numbers. I, I got to get your uh, birth date and your uh, time that you were born. I'm sure I can find my birth certificate around here. It yes. Was, it was early in the morning. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that explains it. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I believe it that was. Fun. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Oh well, thanks. Do you do it yourself, or do you? No, my uh, my mother in law actually does it. Oh, so yeah. yeah, and she's pretty good at it. So oh, cool, cool. Yeah, she'll send it off to you. Yeah, yeah. I find that stuff very interesting. I mean, like, yeah, because you're, you know, here again, there's things that are either way on or way off. You know, this will be a great year for you financially, unless you make bad decisions, and then it'll be a horrible year for you. Right. Well, I mean, that's true of anybody. So, come on, fortune cookies even have an element of yes. that going on, right? That's right. I had one today at lunch, actually. Interesting, huh? How is that? It, it was good. It, even, it said, uh, "My fortune was you liven up any conversation that you were in." Wow. I thought, well, that was kind of nice. And mine recently, this was last Wednesday night, read, you will discover a new hidden talent. So, hey! That was, that was mine. 
And have you discovered anything new lately? Or well, well the, the painting, I guess, has been... This is true. So... You know what's funny is yesterday you put your picture of the bird girl. Yes. And I did not read the comments about the picture because I was just looking at it on my Blackberry. Uh-huh. And, um, and I thought, ooh, that feels very Savannah-influenced. And then, yeah. of course, come to find out it was. So I thought, hey, it really it spoke to you, whatever it was. It came through in the painting. Oh, good. good. Did, yeah. Did you see the latest one? Which is I did. Yeah. The pumpkin the, one? The pumpkin one, yeah. I liked it. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, I, I had a great comment at work today. They told me it looked like a five-year-old did it, so... <laughs> I said thank you very much. That's fine. Yeah, I, I would always rather have a youthful appearance. <laughs> uh, the irony about that is that there are people who are so precision oriented that they couldn't draw like this if they wanted to. Yes, exactly. Let alone paint and yeah, with watercolors. You know, so, so yeah. it's all good. Well, our this is a good breakpoint topic. But we're we're gonna stick with the fear topics. Talk about your phobias and irrational fears. Definitely irrational. Irrat? Totally? Really? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Because you have a fear that you that you thought you might want to talk about a little bit an irrational fear yeah no i had to suffer through uh the dentist yesterday wow now i i have gum disease and it's not pretty and it's not it's not my fault Mm -hmm. but it happens to good people so that is my uh cross to bear lately and unfortunately because of the gum disease i have to see a periodontist who is Mm -hmm. a gum specialist so a cleaning procedure at his office is a little more labor intensive than your regular dental cleaning. Mm-hmm. So, and because of, I can't get out of my head about it a day before the appointment, my stomach's rolling. I can't sleep. It's a nightmare. Um, so I, I took some relaxation medication before the appointment, even yesterday and felt absolutely no different for having done that. And it's so bad that, most people get your teeth cleaned. You never have to have Novocaine. I have Novocaine in all four quadrants of my mouth. I it's it's just I can't get over it. And the noise and and the thing and the pain and my teeth are a little bit sensitive to cold. Uh-huh. So you know how they always squirt that cold air and water in there. So oh, yeah. the whole thing just has me a tense bundle of nerves. When I get done, I'm exhausted. It's like I ran a marathon because all I've done all day is clench and tighten and be stressed out. So. Once it was over, uh-huh. A, I was relieved, and B, I, you know, I really am trying to figure out how can I get out of my head about this stuff because I have extremely high tolerance for pain in life. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I had natural childbirth twice, no drugs or medication involved. I understand how to go away in your mind and make pain go away to some degree, uh-huh. and I can't do it at the dentist, and it's wrong to be so scared, but I am absolutely beside myself with fear. Is it actually painful when it happens? Well, it must be, because you have to get the shots. It is painful, and yet I know that if I could find the switch in my brain to turn it off, I I could turn it off, but I just, I can't go there. I mm. can't get there, so. I wonder why cats don't like to get baths. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's something, yeah, nothing bad happens. It's not painful, but they just don't like it. And that's how I am about the dentist. You know, I'm just like seeing that cat crawl right up my shirt when, with the claws. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. And of course, the poor hygienist who has to deal with me. I'm a nut job, so I'm apologizing from the second I sit in the chair and try to explain to her that I'm not really a crazy person. I just look like one today. Yeah, it's it's so embarrassing. And and my children, thank goodness, don't have this fear of the dentist, and I've done my best not to instill it in them because they just went two weeks ago and had good, healthy reports and no cavities, and they're super happy to go because they're going to get toys and stickers. So... I don't know why I can't get over it in my brain, and I just can't. I, I think you've just watched Little Shop of Horrors one too many times. <laughs> I think so. And I did have some trauma as a child at the dentist. Did the you? The dentist was, was mean to me and did something, uh, a procedure without any Novocaine that was cruel, in my opinion. So that, I think, had something to do with it. And then I bit him, and he yelled at me. And to my recollection, he almost hit me. Now, I imagine? had that. I had that experience while I was in the navy. Oh, see, he, <laughs> That's he, not stu- fair. he stuck that needle in my mouth, and he put, he jammed it. When he jammed it, my mouth went down and oh. bit him. Oh yeah, and he was mad <laughs> as mad could be. Oh my god, <laughs> it's exactly like you described. And yeah, I don't know that it was a reflexive bite or if I thought I'll show you and I was going to bite his finger off or what. I can't imagine being that vindictive as a child, no, but maybe it, I was. It was no. reflexive for sure. I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Anyway, so that's my fear of the dentist. And if anyone has any ways to get over it, I've tried hypnosis. I've tried the iPod. I've taken medication, mm-hmm. Valium, Xanax, Ativan, you name it. I've tried it. I can use the gas, but they charge you for the gas there, so uh, I try not to do that because it's expensive. Sure. But, you know, I, I I just need to get over it. I get some pretty intense cleanings, but not probably that intense. They have that sonic thing, and it's... <gasps> the Gravitron is, is what it's called. Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> Your situation is grave if they have to get out the Gravitron. I, <laughs> I have a lot of calculus. And it isn't, uh-huh. it isn't good math either, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So. Yeah. And the beauty is, of course, when they're clean, you like that feeling. And so it's nice to have that, which is good. And, mm-hmm. and yet the cleaning makes them more sensitive. And so I was running this morning. It was a little bit chilly and my teeth were hurting. And I'm just like, this is just a mess. I should, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I should just have them all pulled and just get dentures. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's lovely, I'm sure. <laughs> mm. You know, when your kids are gone, they'll have your dentures, and then they'll that's pl- right. and they'll play with them. They'll they'll open them up and they'll go, "Hi, hey, that was mom's chompers." <laughs> and the only reason I know this is because I saw somebody recently do that with a passed away parent's set of dentures. <laughs> Yeah, it's personal property. At that point, they don't want them at the mortuary, so you got to do something with them. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's what I'm a nut job about. What do you have any irrational fears, or are you brave about everything? You you know, this is going to surprise you. I have a fear of heights. Oh, I didn't know that. I do. Okay. Um, really, more I have a fear of being on the edge of things. Okay. And what I'm talking about is like climbing ladders up high. 
Uh-huh. Um, looking, actually leaning over the edge of high th- places. Because you got to understand, I've worked in some high places. Sure. I worked, yeah, I bet. I worked on a rocket tower out there at the Space Center. And I'd be up, you know, 16 stories up. And we'd be on the edge with a, you know, with the harness and working like right there. And you'd look down and you'd be like, if I fall, I am dead. But Oof. in your, but you, I get dizzy a little bit. I get that kind yes. of like weird uh, feeling uh-huh. when I'm really high. But I, I mean, I can go. I don't really, I don't have the problem of going there. It's just once I'm there, if I look over, it's like flying. Love to fly. Don't have any fear of that. But the fear of when you're like, have you ever, you know, those ladders that they're not like a wooden ladder that's leaning, but one of those metal ladders that just goes straight up. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, once you get so high climbing one of those ladders and you start to realize there's no protection here, it's scary. (laughs) Especially if you have to carry something with you up the ladder, no less. <laughs> because one false step and you're plummeting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't lose your. No, skills. I hear you on that for sure. And ladders aren't made for short guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which you'd think they'd be designed for that. I, I mean, you need to get taller and higher, so I know. they should throw you a bone on that, that one. So that's my deal there with the. Well, well, was there one incident that started that for you, like? that you can recollect or has it been just a lifelong thing? Uh, the, or the LA County fair grounds over there. Uh, uh-huh. I, I remember that I thought I, I almost fell. Do you remember, you, you know, over there, they have the slide where you take the, the burlap bag and you walk slide, up, yes. and you go up the it's stairs. Over there. Yeah. You, yeah. And you go up there. Well, the lad, the ladder thing there has, um, n- no kick plates. So when you walk up it, you have to, you know, be very careful. And, okay. And as I remember getting up higher and higher into it, and like in the bottom, yeah, there's kick plates. And then you get up higher and there there were no kick plates. Of course, I was in third grade. I was about three foot nothing. <laughs> and I thought I was going to fall through that kick plate area where the kick plate should be. And I looked down and, you know, when you're 10 years old and everything seems like it's bigger, I thought... I'm a goner. <laughs> so that's probably where I got that fear from. And, and then, of course, there's all the scary movies and things like that that I can't stand. So. Yeah, that, that doesn't help at all when you have, yeah, have a fear and then you see something and that image never leaves your brain. I have that problem too with movies. So, did you go to Halloween Halloween? My husband's working them, and I wouldn't go if you paid me. It's not my favorite thing to do. I did have to go last year. I shouldn't say have to. I did go last year, uh-huh. and I was in a wheelchair last year because I had my broken foot. So some friends, uh, we all went. They pushed me around. And the noise of it all and those crazy people jumping out of things, and it's just none of it's pleasant to me, so I, I hate it. I don't necessarily want to go this year, although I might go just to see the show that he produced there at Universal Studios. Uh-huh. But other than that, I don't have any desire. Is he the producer of it, or he's one of them? Well, he's the technical director, so oh, cool. that's what his part of it was. You know, mm-hmm. all the special effects and things that happened in the show, and some pyro, and 
some things that fly on stage and that kind of stuff. So he handles all of that for them. That's and I hear it's a fun show. It's based on, of all things, Bill and Ted's... Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. Bogus or, Journey, you know, excellent, excellent Adventure. Excellent Adventure, that's yeah. right. <laughs> because kids today don't know from that movie very much, not like we did. So it's a little bit dated, but it's a tradition that they do a show that has all kinds of references to pop culture in this right. Bill and Ted show. So... They have that yeah, here in Orlando. They do it at your Universal Studios, right? Yeah, they do the same show here. In fact, I think it started here, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's running. It's been running since the first weekend in October. Yeah. No, I mean... The weekend. I mean, the Halloween Horror Nights thing, I think, started in Florida. Right. But, uh, I don't know, because he did it 20 years ago, or 1990-something. Really? At Universal. Well, yeah, they had one out in the mid '90s, a couple, and I, and then I think they started it up again. Well, so which coast originated it? But he did huh. back in the '90s because we have a we have a really great prosthetic prop hand. It's made out of rubber. It's actually a whole arm, and it's cut off at the elbow, and it's a bloody stump of this guy's arm, and it's very, very, very life. So we put it out every year as a decoration for Halloween, and this year I have it coming out of the little chair on our front porch and holding onto a pumpkin. It looks really awesome. Cool. (laughs) Um, A little bit creepy, but you know, Halloween, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, what about the Horror Night thing and go through those mazes and... I, you know, I'm going to go this weekend, but I can't stand it. I, oh. I made a promise I was going to go, and so now I've got to eat it. Oh, man. Do you have to go by yourself? No. At least? No, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I could never make it through the maze, especially with the loud noises. I don't like that. So the I, I, chainsaws in your ear. The creepy people and the smelly stuff and just everything. And they fog and it blacks out the streets you can hardly see there's no lights oh yeah. well yeah. i'm sure for kids and for people who love it it's awesome it, but it, I, I just don't love it. it and you know what it goes against all of my skeptic life feel about everything being fake right you know that's a totally irrational fear <laughs> that is pretty funny since you know intelligently these are you know 17 year olds making minimum weight around with you know red makeup on their face trying to scare me but yet it just seems so creepy when you're there in the midst of it uh, yeah well i guess that's why we pay for good entertainment to be scared right? it's true yeah. it's true now your universal has a simpsons ride right we do oh i thought that was the most amazing ride that was the only good thing about going to that halloween thing last year we got to ride the simpsons ride it, i really liked it but we also have harry potter <laughs> i i know <laughs> And that's like a whole wing of the park, right? It's a it's a land type of thing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think I posted a few although, photos on that. Although, confession, I have never read one Harry Potter book. Really? Not at all. My son's read them all. My husband's read them all. I've never seen one movie. I've never read one book. Oh, you need to at least see a movie. <laughs> I don't know why. I just never jumped on that bus. Oh. And it's not that I have anything against it. It's just... I think they're great stories for everybody who loves them. I guess maybe because the hype happened and I just, I'm at the point now. You're breaking up just a little bit, just so you know. Oh, darn it. I had to move my car. It was parked in a one-hour place and I had to move, so I don't know if that's any better. 
So. <laughs> and uh, so let's see. Um, okay, and I guess let's see. We have well, we've been going about thirty minutes here. So let's move right into our mystery topics. Okay. So I went first last time, so you can go ahead and go first. All right. So we have talked about irrational fears, but uh, the one one thing I was thinking about specifically for me is, you know, we're going to this Vegas trip, and and what are your thoughts on gambling? Are you a gambler? Do you take risks? Do you do it with money? Do you do it with other things? What are your thoughts on gambling? Oh, I love Vegas. I, <laughs> I'm a blackjack guy. Aha! Uh-huh. What's not to love, du- right? Double down, baby. <laughs> I love it. I do. I am... Uh, I do. I, uh, I I think that there, as long as you have a little bit of restraint, you when you go, take the money that you plan on spending and don't overspend your money, and you're good to go. I, that's kind and of my good, thought. Right? Yeah, I, and I can you know I understand that there are some people who can't do it. They can't restrain. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what I've I will confess that I've been to the point where I've lost all the money that I had planned on bringing, and I thought I'm. Con- I can stand losing another little bit more money. Wasn't a lot that I, and I did dip into that little extra bit, but I swear that that was it. I was like, okay, that was it. When you were done with that, you had to be done. It, it was, yeah, it was like, it was like the secret extra bonus money just in case that all the regular assigned money was gone. <laughs> the plan B money. You know what? That's what exactly what people should do. They should put plan B money away. So that it, right. after the money that they planned on losing goes, they can they can feel like they have a chance to win it all back with their Plan B money. <laughs> I like that. I've only found for, if I don't have money to gamble, which is ninety percent of the time. Uh-huh. But the t- I do have some money to gamble. Yeah. That you, it's a total mindset. Like you have to want to win. You can't be desperate because if you're desperate, you'll never win. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, you have to, like, keep losing that money. Mm-hmm. If you losing it, then it's fine. You know, then you win. So I don't, I, I'm trying to get there before tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> well, just don't bet. What about the lottery? Do you guys have a lottery? Oh, yeah, we have Powerball. We have Powerball. Do you play? Well, yeah, I play with, at work. We play all the time. And so oh, good. Okay. I have a work thing, and then, of course, we have, like I said, Powerball, uh, which is like 10 states or something like that. I think it's up to right. 40 or $60 million. Nice. Yeah. So if you want yeah. a Powerball ticket, let me know. <laughs> I'll mail okay, you Okay, yeah, I may have to get on that. <laughs> I definitely am a lottery player and, and a comedian that I like jokes that it's the... Uh, voluntary tax on the poor because of course you know no one makes you do it but it's truly only us you know poor folks that do um but i play the lottery all all the time and never win (laughs) but you know what i think of it is it depends on how much money you spend of course on it i i'll I'll spend five dollars you know get five tickets yeah but um i think it's buying a moment of a dream you bet you know, when you buy one, what is the first thing that goes through your mind when you buy one? You think, I'm going to win. 
I'm gonna, of course. And what would I do with that much money? Yeah. You know? And if it. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just imagine what you would do if you won. Let's say it was, you, you took home $1 million. What would you do with $1 million? And you know what? I'm making that your mystery topic. Oh, my $1 million question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because $1 million is life-altering in a way that I could never imagine if that lump sum just dropped into my lap. But I do have a plan for if that ever happens. I would um, invite people that I know and love, and I would just tell them to meet me at such and such airport at, you know, what time, and that we would charter a jet and we would go somewhere, like on some kind of fabulous vacation to some island and spend 25 grand just doing that and and really enjoying it and making it fun because it'd be so unexpected. What a great way to celebrate. And then as far as the rest of the money goes, I would, I would, uh, I would pay off my house. I probably wouldn't buy a new house because I really like my little house and just settle into a comfort zone with money and and this last year for us personally and financially we've had to get to a comfortable place with money so very very nice to have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar cushion in the bank (laughs) (laughs) i'd spend a quarter million just you know paying everything off taking my dream vacation it's college funds and all of that Maybe get a new car. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would just, I would sock some away because the peace of mind of not having to worry about money would be so priceless. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anything that extravagant, you know. I'm convinced, convinced, (laughs) though, that $1 million is not as much money as you think it is. Exactly. You know, when we talk about $1 million, think about how much money that a person or a family makes in their lifetime. Uh-huh. You, know, you make, a, you, most people, hopefully, will make, financially, over a million dollars in their sure. lifetime. But, you know, you buy a house, and the house isn't going to be worth, you don't buy a million-dollar house. Although people are buying three hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand dollar houses, and I'm thinking that's like half of my lifetime's worth of salary. How are they affording that? Right. <laughs> you know, and then you got to buy cars, and you got to pay for college and food and clothes and gizmos and gadgets and what's oh, nuts. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, it's. A million dollars isn't quit your job and live forever, you know, in the lap of luxury mm-hmm. kind of money. It's just a nice cushion. I I agree. I think that you would, you'll go through that money faster than you think. Because, I mean, yes. if, if you were making two people, two income, and if let's say that both people make around, let's say, $40,000 a year, that's around $80,000 a year, you'll probably want to spend about $80,000 a year. You see where I'm going? And, and in about 15 oh. years, you'll go through oh, your sure. money. <laughs> you know? So. All that money would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because even investing and living off the 4% that you might get, it's not going to replace your current income. And, and I don't know, 
you might for them to change careers, I guess, if you wanted to make. But certainly aren't going. Oh yeah, but but you yeah. could you could use that money and invest it in like a business, or you could buy yourself a some rental property that let somebody else pay for it. I mean, there's sure. there's other ways that you could make that money work for you. There's no doubt. But you would have to be really smart about it and not just blow it. Because I would want to blow it. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit lucky because, you know, downturn, upturn, whatever. You just have to time it right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's nice to dream about, though. And do you have those machines when you buy a ticket that you can check if you're a winner or not? Yes, and, and there's always that moment where it reads the barcode, and then it's waiting, and you're waiting to see that it says, you're a winner, and it says, sorry, not a winner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should say, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's what it should say when I win. Because that's about as much as I'll be able to afford with my my $16 win. <laughs> After it's all over. Oh I, we did. Our, our work won. We, we spent $150 in tickets for our work, and that's like three months' worth of ticket purchases. And so I sure. take I take it in and I go to do the little thing like you said and it came back winner sixteen dollars and fifty cents I'm like thinking oh. that's some awesome return on investment there oh man uh-huh. yeah I know everything about it's rigged but it sure is a nice dream for a buck you can't buy that much happiness I know, you know? tonight's lottery I'm gonna go on my way today and I'm gonna go buy a lottery ticket just because we talked about it <laughs> all right good luck I'm gonna buy two I'm gonna buy Powerball. And Florida lottery. <laughs> I love it. Might as well. You got two more chances to win. Right. right. So, and, and I'll make you a deal. If if I win tonight, you know, it has to be over a hundred thousand dollars. If I win over a hundred thousand dollars, because that's possible, right? Sure. I'll uh, buy you one of those new Apple laptops. Excellent. All right. Now all of my fingers are crossed. <laughs> okay. <for you>. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, there you go. So, anyways, I guess we're kind of at the close of our show because we're about forty-five minutes in. I'll I will do some editing on the show a little bit. So excellent. So, all right. Well, good good stuff today. Thanks so much, Judd. Hey, thank you. I'm glad you were able to get on with your iPad, which uh, is awesome. Are you on three G or are you on Wi Fi? No, I'm three G in it. Well, that's not too bad. You're very not too shabby. I'm doing all right. Crystal clear. Um, Curious to know how much data you ended up sucking down on this. I know, huh? That might be the problem when I get my bill. Uh, I don't, I don't know that audio is that much. Uh, right now, I'm recording and it's only at 43 megs. So, I would think we'd be a lot less than that on the transfer rates of data. All right, my friend. So, well, you have a great week. I will speak to you um, next podcast for sure. Uh, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd and. And we'll be talking to you later. Have a good one.